Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Tuesday morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We're brought to you by Chase. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Jeff Saturday, who went from undrafted to Super Bowl. And that's coming up in just a couple of moments. He's got a really interesting perspective on the man that stole the show last night. It was supposed to be Cam Newton, didn't play. Supposed to be Patrick Mahomes, but he actually looked human instead of superhuman. Jay, that opened the door for Aaron Rodgers, who continued his incredible comeback. A lot of people have thought a couple years ago that maybe the best of Aaron Rodgers was Wait, behind on, us. Man. You said incredible comeback. Some people had said, some people had I said... Know. That Aaron Rodgers' best days were behind him. I know, but it's just... Some it's, people. People just... Now, I don't some know. Some people that we shouldn't be listening to. Well, you play golf with Greenberg, so they may want, they might want a mulligan on that one. They might want a do-over. It's a big golf tech. He's obviously a huge golf guy, obviously. Yeah, a mulligan. The little golf thing and you put hockey, down yeah. on the ground. No, NHL put, golf. Man, you put the little thing on the ground by the green. I know what that is. <laughs> you want that's a do-over. That's not a mulligan. <laughs> that's that is a not a mulligan. That's no, a no, that's a tee. But then, what's the little white thing that they put down? The marker for the ball? Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. that's the marker. Thought, oh, okay. <laughs> so a, hey, no, you know what, though? You said it with so much conviction, though. You had me I thinking thought, for no, a second. I thought when they put the little thing down, they say, oh, I'll take a mulligan on this, and they go and walk and put it down. So a mulligan is essentially like if you take a drive, right? You drive it, you knock it into the woods. Like, oh, I'll take a mulligan. A duel. Yes, but I yeah, thought, duel. okay, whatever, man. You got it, though. It's okay. I still can hit it 400 yards, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, you're not hitting it 400 yards. You see me top golf. Get a couple <laughs> in them with a little top golf. Um, but hey, those just, people. Just hit him with the Aaron Rodgers. Whenever you don't know something, just go like, let's go like this. That's what he did last night in the end zone. He was His celebration dance. Golf, golf, let's just clear the record. Golf is not one of my sports. Okay. <laughs> Tiger Woods Shocking. plays, I watch. That's it. And we'll see Tiger at the Masters. So do over, right? Those people that said Aaron Rodgers, hey, maybe the best is behind him. Maybe Matt LaFleur's wrangling some control from him. All those people need a do over. Yeah, it, it's just what happened with that is they got excited because they took Jordan Love. So this was a conversation to have now. Ooh, how could you need a do over? Or how could you say a guy is done when he threw 26 touchdowns and four picks? And he had his team in the NFC Championship game with a new damn head coach. People just say stuff because they react to what went on. They Mm. saw in the draft Jordan Love. So the first thing they started saying is, how can we figure out Aaron Rodgers is slipping? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's just talk about that for the next four months. No. This This dude right now has thrown for over 1,200 yards in four games despite not having his number one wide receiver in Devontae Adams all the time, along with another 13 touchdowns, and guess how many interceptions? I would guess none. You know what a donut shaped like? Zero. Zero. Zero picks. And flawless. He's making dudes, he's turning dudes into superheroes that basically was on a scrap heat that he's basically turned their careers into something. This is like LeBron James and Matthew I mean, It's crazy. Delhi. Right? You're like, oh, Delhi got paid $45 million. What? <laughs> What? Well, how do you even have that conversation about Aaron Rodgers without having a conversation that he's playing at an MVP level? For me, I had at the beginning of the season, I had Russell Wilson as my MVP, which is still on track. But based on my eyeballs and what I saw last night and what I saw from Russell on Sunday, they're pretty much neck and neck with a little slight lift to Aaron Rodgers because I think they just a little slight lift. Doesn't mean next week that – 
Russell Wilson doesn't light it up and just take off again. But I think when they, where Aaron Rodgers was at, they kind of like even with a little slight lift. Let's see if Jeff Saturday agrees with you. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, as I mentioned, from undrafted to Super Bowl champion. Good morning, Jeff. Do you agree with Key's assertion here that right now Aaron Rodgers is the MVP? Well, I'm, I'm still going Russell Wilson, but Thank I do you. love the case for you Aaron Rodgers, and I've been yeah, I've been listening and laughing. I love first of all, I love the golf thing from my man Key. <laughs> that was a mulligan. That that is a thing of beauty, Key. I'm just going to tell you, I don't know many people in the world who don't know that part. I love it. You don't got to be a golfer to have said that saying. But let's move. On. <laughs> but let's move on to Aaron Rodgers. You, you, you listen. You're exactly right. He is playing. I, I honestly said last week was probably his his best game of the season. This last night, you could say the same thing again. He's playing with a level of confidence um, and conviction that, that is two years ago, right? Back him up two years. And, and when you're talking about Matt Lafleur, and I was one of the guys who who you know who went after him about not drafting a receiver in the first round, about going to get Jordan Love because I didn't think that Aaron Rodgers was in the near or anywhere close to that. That being said, give Matt LaFleur a ton of credit, too. A lot of those throws last night, you know, he's throwing to backside of the backfield. Tight ends are wide open. These aren't he's having to throw guys open. These are these guys are open, and he's just putting the ball on, you know, he's putting the ball right where he should, and they're all making the plays that they should. But I think you got to give this whole, the staff, Aaron, this football team, a lot of credit because these guys, they're executing at a level that you would put towards the latter part of the season in week four without preseason games, without all the stuff that we know has happened. Been very impressed with Rodgers and that Packers offense. Jeff, I know you mentioned Matt LaFleur and the things that he's doing from an offensive standpoint with the X's and O's. What are you seeing different with the relationship between uh, Rodgers and Matt LaFleur based on what we saw at the beginning of last year on the sidelines? Yeah, comfort level from Aaron. Like, like you, he he does not. He doesn't even look look concerned a bit. You know, a guy's walking out and he's just kind of cruising. That's really what Aaron looks like as he lines up each and every drive. Like, you don't feel like he's ever pressured. And, and you know, we saw this a lot with he and Mike McCarthy, right? Even when they're winning games, he would come off the sideline. There'd be a lot of frustration. You can see it in his face, right? He doesn't hide his emotions on the field. You can see, you know, whether it's frustration or disgust at what's happening. There's none of that. Like, you can tell he is bought in with conviction of what LaFleur is putting before him and he's going out and executing it so I think as you're looking at him that's what I see is I see a confident guy in the game plan and what's being expected and it doesn't matter that he's throwing to fourth round picks six round picks like I used to say it all the time Peyton Manning put a lot of dudes who would have never played in the league's kids through private school right like we've all heard that <laughs> saying that's a fact Aaron Rodgers is doing nothing different right my kids included by the way I'll go ahead and say that too <laughs> Jeff, how much? Because I don't, I don't want to overlook this. Because a lot of people try to make it not a big deal. With Green Bay, obviously getting Jordan Love. How much of that do you think factored into motivating Aaron Rodgers? Considering last year was his lowest QBR of his career. Oh, listen, he he, he is he play he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Make no mistake. Now, don't think that he that's just a bygone that didn't didn't fuel him to be his best. He is a competitive son of a gun, right? When I play with him in Greenway, he's playing golf. 
whether he's playing football, you name it, whatever he's playing, he wants to win and be dominant in that. I do not think it, it, it is lost that Jordan Love was drafted and he wants to go show everybody still how good he is. And he's doing that. Again, I, I think for him, whether LaFleur succeeds or not, right? Thir- like Key said, 13-3 and last year playing an NFC Championship game as a first-year head coach is pretty remarkable. Undefeated so far and playing like you're in the latter part of the season, pretty impressive. But he's still motivated by that fact that they thought he was – you drafted in a quarterback in the first round. You are telling the quarterback, hey, we're not so sure how much longer you have. He's answering all those questions to that, not only to LaFleur, but to the organization as a whole. ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday is joining us this morning. We're asking Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation, who are you more confident in to make the Super Bowl after watching last night's game and seeing the Chiefs and Packers staying at 4-0 and being undefeated? 74% of you on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed say this with a lot of trepidation at Key, J, and Z have essentially said the Chiefs. However, at Pitt 83 just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and actually went... The other way, he's going Packers. His rationale, quote, Packers. NFC is weaker than the AFC. Chiefs have Buffalo, Baltimore, Pittsburgh to go through. That's a pretty good point. All right, Jeff, so why don't we ask you, why don't you cast an official ballot here on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed? Who are you more confident in in making the Super Bowl just based on what you saw last night in the quote-unquote first quarter of the season? The 4-0 Chiefs, 4-0 Packers. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs. And listen, I understand the whole argument of who they have to play. Don't don't overlook Russell Wilson, the Seahawks. Don't look over Tom Brady and the Bucks with that Todd Bowles defense. As you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, this team, they the New England Patriots had the perfect game plan, right? They're going to frustrate them. They're going to do all those things to Patrick Mahomes last night that they did. And Patrick Mahomes still didn't run the ball. You go play them again, guaranteed. Patrick Mahomes is going to eat you up with his leg over and over and then wait for it to happen right it was kind of a weird week for him that the Chiefs are in a, in a league by themselves right now and that's without Chris Jones on the front last night this is a very good football team and and the Patriots again gave you the script similar to how the LA Chargers gave you a couple weeks before is trying to contain them but understand you can't stop them it's hard listen it is hard work to have to go beat that offense because you know whether it's 20 or 30 or 40, the Chiefs have the capability of putting up that type of points. That's tough to match each and every week. See you at the golf course at 11, our tea time, Jeff. You bring the beer, I'll bring the tequila. We'll do it in Chapel Hill because I love winning in Chapel Hill, Jeff. How about that? Shots fired. You don't know much about that, Jay Will. You know better than that. Jeff, thank you very much. Jeff mentioned Tom Brady. Don't sleep on him. The NFL will start their season again. This The next week of the season Love will Jeff. be Thursday. It'll be Tampa and Chicago. Great to have him on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So football, again, just a couple days away with Brady taking center stage. Still to come, real or not real, Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat after four games in Dallas. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Both of these fellas, Keyshawn and Jay Will, have always said, as we welcome you back to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, that sports is a performance-based business. There's no room for feelings, and if it's just not working, change is inevitable, and just make that change. And that happened yesterday with Bill O'Brien, but he is hardly the only dude that is in a lot of trouble or sitting on a scalding hot seat. And we're not just talking about coaches. We're talking about the dudes that hire coaches. Let's run through it. Real or not real? Essentially, are these guys really on the hot seat, or are they not? Let's start with, fellas, John Gruden. No. No, it's not a hot seat. No. Not at all. I mean, he's building a program. They started off looking good. They've kind of settled down here over the last couple of weeks. But I think as time goes on, you'll start to see the Raiders play a little bit better. They may not be the team that will challenge the Kansas City Chiefs within the division this year, but he's building something. So, a 10-year deal, $100 million, it, it's time. I mean, he's moving into a new stadium, no fans. He's, it's, he'll get time. Don't worry about him. I'm with you. Two last losses at Patriots. Okay, Cam was playing at a high level. And then you talk about their next one when they lost uh, Bills. Josh Allen playing like an MVP caliber player. Like, John Gruden's fine. He's fine. Keep taking those uh, – those uh, things he gets for not wearing a mask. He, he's he's doing just well. Right. Those he, fines. Excuse me. I couldn't think of the word fines for some things. reason. Those not, things. You don't wear it? I do wear okay, a mask. Okay. You should know it. No, I was talking about the word fine. You know what? I'm, mm, go ahead. Not in a hot seat. He's on a $100 million seat. But you're right. He can afford to pay any of the fines he gets. Considering, he's good. Right, he's good. He's got to learn how to wear that thing for sure. Here's a double. Ryan Pace, who is the Bears general manager, and Matt Nagy, who's their head coach, as a package deal key. No. They're not. They're, they're, they're fine. As long, look. They're not fine or they're fine? They're, they're fine because they're three and one. If they don't advance in, into the playoffs, they'll probably have some shuffling around to, to, you know, do some stuff on the staff, blame a couple other people. That's what will take place. But they won't, they won't get fired in, in Chicago. I'll say they're fine for now. For now. Um, look at their games, playing the Bucks. Bucks are playing a lot better. Panthers, Panthers just got to win. Rams, Saints, Titans. Yeah, we'll see in a couple of weeks. We'll see in a couple of weeks. So they'll be fine as opposed to the fine for John Gruden. <laughs> different yes. definition of Two the different same kinds word. of fines, yeah. <laughs> Adam Gase. Toast. What? Toast. Burnt, he's, he's, yeah, burnt oh, toast. Yeah. He, bad toast. You can't even scrape it off. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, he, and, and you hate to pile on to it, but it is what it is. It's the reality of the world. It's a bottom line business of zeros. When you don't do what you're supposed to do as a head coach, you get fired. You get moved on. They bring somebody else in to do your job. Sam Donald is a young quarterback who needs a teacher, not somebody who thinks he's a teacher. If you're watching Bill O'Brien get fired last night, if you're Adam Gase, you're like, ah, okay. Just doing this right in the middle of the season, huh? Look, I've been on this show multiple times saying it's been time for them to move on. I don't see any benefit of having there, even if they get a higher draft pick next year, still change the culture, and that starts with not having Adam Gase being a part of it. He's been on the show as a guest and a host. 
<laughs> Just so you know. Arizona and the Jets <laughs> this weekend. Elsewhere in New York, Dave Gettleman, Giants uh, general manager. Uh, no. No. As crazy as it may sound, no. Saquon Barkley gets hurt. They're still trying to figure it out. He had players opt out on him. And I know it's New York, and they're going to go crazy. He just got there. He's only been there, what, two years now? Yeah. So it's kind of – he just hired a new head coach. So he, he's safe for, for now, this year. Next year, the seat gets hot. Just address the offensive line. Just address the offensive line. We've been waiting forever to get an offensive line. He's fine for now, but still, the, the patience is very, very thin. Very thin. For like I said, 14 quarters, three touchdowns for my Giants. And no wins. And no wins. Sorry about that last part. And we should mention it's for okay. purposes of attribution. I come to expect that from you now. These jabs are just <laughs> sorry, expected. Sorry. For purposes of attribution, this is Gettleman's second goal round. So when Key says his second year, his second year in his second goal I, round, I essentially. You. I love you. With the team. You cleared up good. So Vic good. Fangio and a Colorado legend, John Elway. No, Ain't going not nowhere. at all. I mean, they, their team has been depleted with injuries. Not only that, you just look at, they just got rid of Vance Joseph two years ago. They're not going to keep changing head coaches every two years. This is Vangio's second year. This is Vangio's second year. So you're not just going to blow him out and bring somebody else in and two years later. blow. You can't do it. He's, he's good. Even if they have a bad year and don't win any games, he's good. Got to be honest, when I look at the roster, I'm like, who are these guys? For a lot of the guys, <laughs> uh, and plus John Elway is so tied into the fabric of that of the DNA of that team, they're not going anywhere for a minute. There's no question about it. All right, fellas. So now the big one. This is a little strange on the surface, Ooh. but I'm going to say it. Struggle City. Mike McCarthy, one in three with the Cowboys out of the gate in year one with massive expectations. Ooh, if if they go if they go six and ten and miss the playoffs. You you might start to hear a lot of grumblings about him being replaced already, and Jerry Jones swallowing the money and finally saying, "I I, I you know what I got to cut bait. I got to get the right guy in here to lead the charge. I can't keep trying to find the right guy. I got to just hire the right guy. I got to get on the tarmac in my private jet and have a secret meeting somewhere at somebody's campus." or somebody's facility when no one knows in that town what's going on so I could hire the right guy. Because if they go 6-10 and 10 and miss the playoffs, mm-hmm. that's just with all that talent that they're supposed to have, with the money that the quarterback is seeking, the money that you tied up in the receiver position, the, the money that's at the running back spot and having the offensive line and the linebacker and Smith, like you got everything there. You may want to think about bringing the right guy in to hit the reset button. Nope, never going to happen. You're telling me that Jerry Jones, you know him very well, the ego that comes with Jerry Jones would have an admission well, he, of guilt he would have to, after one year well, of Mike be, McCarthy. It wouldn't be. It would be more fault than guilt, right? I hear you, but still, that that's like saying I messed up to everybody. I, I've never known Jerry Jones to be built that way. Well, I, I if How you, long did it take him to get rid of Jason Garrett? Yeah, but that was different, though, too. Tell Jason me why. Garrett, Jason Garrett played for him. It was a relationship. He'd been knowing him since he was a kid. It was like, it's, it's totally different. I would just think, though, if you're going backwards after firing Jason Garrett and now you don't make the playoffs, you're 6-10, and 10, I gave him that record, and you don't make the playoffs, I think you would probably say, you know what, there's somebody out there like an Eric Bieniemy that has done a terrific job as the offensive coordinator and a tutelage of a Patrick Mahomes. Make sure I say Patrick because I don't want his mom calling me. She'll call the show um, now for sure. You, you look at that 
Is there somebody out there? You know, I know there's this fascination with Lincoln Riley for whatever reason. Oklahoma's head coach. Oklahoma's head. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> it, it, do, do, <laughs> is, the, is that something that you're kind of eyeing from a distance? I How's mean, Oklahoma doing there? this year? Well, they, you know. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, but, but they still. I understand. But I'm just you know asking questions. I'm just asking questions. That's when all the time and the fire and hiring comes, they get to propping these dudes up and raising them up and putting them on pedestals as if they're these about, great offensive innovators. How about letting Mike Nolan go? And how about getting their defense right? Well, they could do that too. I mean, they could, they, I mean, they they could probably certainly start do there that. before you get rid of they, Mike they, McCarthy. They, they could certainly do that. There's no question about it. But I, the head coach hired the defensive coordinator. Uh, I understand. That's part of the staff. Two questions. One, was it a sign that it was getting stale with McCarthy at the end in Green Bay, so much so that they fired fired him after a lackluster loss to the Arizona Cardinals during the season? Understand different organization, freshness, all that. That's one thing I want to ask you. The Packers are not the sort of organization that fires a head coach in the middle of the season. They just don't do things like that, but they did it with Mike McCarthy. And secondarily, hindsight's twenty twenty. When they hired Mike McCarthy, people said that was the best hire of the offseason. Well, it, it well I, for me, I thought it was a great hire. I figured, you know, offensive coordinator mind, been been in, been in the back room in the corner for a while now. Took a year off, went through all of the the off season plays and data, studied a bunch of offenses around the country. Could come back in it after a year, take a young quarterback in an offense, and get what needs to be done from them. Then hire the right defensive coordinator, I'm thinking Mike Nolan, okay, he's, he's had some solid defenses in this league. Okay, that's 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 not a bad staff that they're putting together. They get uh, uh, Bones Fossil, the special teams coach from the Rams, comes to, to the Dallas Cowboys. They got a great special teams coach. So I'm looking at the staff that they're putting together. And I'm saying to myself, okay, I have a Super Bowl winning coach who knows how to coach to get to a Super Bowl, although it, it stalled in Green Bay, doesn't mean that it's going to stall in Dallas. Sure. But then they, but now it's like, who coming to town? Oh, the Cowboys. I have how many catches so far this season? Three? This is our sixth game? Oh, I'm about to get off, taking straws. That's what it feels like. I bet you the receivers are out there. They said, man, I'm up next. That's what happens. They start looking at the schedule and say, oh, the Cowboys coming? Oh, I'm going to eat this week. It's going to be nine for 130 and two. Zubin, mark this out. Mike McCarthy will not be fired this year. Mike Nolan is on the hot seat. He will be fired before Mike McCarthy is let go. Yeah, and, that, and that probably, that just, probably saying, is true. You can't true. do a knee-jerk reaction after one season with the offensive talent that this team has. They're scoring. You saw what Dak did last week. It comes down to their defense. But it's more about – it's not even necessarily about the scoring. It's more about getting the most out of the players – on both sides of the bar, all three phases of the game for that matter, special teams, defense, and offense, and being the head coach. Mike McCarthy is the head coach, not the offensive play caller. So he's managing everything opposed to just one side of the ball. Like the Sean McVay, the Sean McVay out in L.A. at the Rams is an offensive coordinator. He gave way to Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, you run the defense. I'm going to call the offense, and every now and then I might chime in on something on defense because I see something. That's what I thought Mike McCarthy could be, but clearly it's not working out that way. No, and clearly Wade Phillips was another coach that Jerry brought in that didn't work out as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys either. They haven't been to the Super Bowl in 25 years. So perhaps Jay says no way. He says maybe a little bit of a seat warming for Mike McCarthy. The other coach in Texas is out. No doubt about it. Why was that the case? We are joined by Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. 
Jay liking the tunes. Good Man, this morning. back to like the old Saturday cookouts with the family. <laughs> or barbecue. Oh, uh, here we go. This West Coast terminology, barbecues. <laughs> Dan is here. Good morning, Dan. Um, you were reporting about this situation all day yesterday. What did it eventually come down to final straw-wise? Well, own uh, 4 record and the loss to the Vikings, right? I mean, everybody talked about how they started with the Chiefs and Ravens and Steelers and who did they tick off at the schedule maker's office to get that start to the season. But then the 0-3 Vikings come in and you look just as bad against them. And you're coming off an offseason where you, as the GM, traded away DeAndre Hopkins. You've made a lot of decisions over the past couple of years that you told ownership, hey, trust me, yes, we can trade away first-round picks for this left tackle. We can give this guy this much money, et cetera, et cetera. You do all that and you start 0-4, uh, that's probably going to be trouble for most head coaches, especially if you don't have a lot of you know, historic playoff success, that kind of thing. So I think it was a last straw situation with the 0-4 start and that loss to the Vikings on Sunday. Dan, do you think now with everything that has happened with Bill being fired from the Texans that it probably wasn't a good job, a, a good idea to take the general manager's job instead of maybe trying to revisit uh, bringing in somebody that could do that job and he could just remain as the head coach? Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's not really hindsight because a lot of people criticized that decision when it happened and as it was going on. But look, I mean, they, they took a shot. They, they believed in the guy. They thought that he had what it took to run the organization. They trusted in his decisions, and it didn't work out. I mean, you heard him there. He gave a press conference yesterday, and he's, you know, this is the way the business works. He knows he didn't deliver on what he expected to and what he had promised ownership. Uh, and it may not be that he expected to be gone this soon, but, you know, if this year's not going to work out, and it's a real long shot, obviously, if the Texans get back into this thing, then uh, I think he probably realized that this was going to be his last chance. Now that the general manager spot is open, could they revisit somebody like Rick Smith? Could they go out there and look for the next great young star? They could. I, the, the key guy to watch there is a guy named Jack Easterby. He came from New England. Ironically, I think O'Brien brought him over. Uh, and he's now the executive vice president of football operations in Houston. So he's got a lot of power there, a lot of sway. It may be that they want to hire the coach first, as we see in a lot of organizations, and then sort of marry him with a GM that they know he can work with. So uh, I don't know exactly which way they'll end up going. My, my sense is that they would look coach first at the end of this season and try and find a pairing that works. But they have a long time to figure it out. Uh, I think the easy... <coughs> guess that people are making is Josh McDaniels, who has a relationship with Easterby from New England, but we know that doesn't always work out, even when it sounds like it makes sense (laughs) with Josh McDaniels. So they like both of their coordinators, right? Uh, Tim Kelly on offense, Anthony Weaver on defense. Those guys have a chance to show something here in the remaining 12 games. And of course, you know, they'll they'll look into all the the candidates. I mean, Eric Bieniemy. I think Brian Dayball in Buffalo will get some looks, and we really don't know who will emerge as hot head coaching candidates over the next next three months. So Houston has a lot of time to survey the, the entire landscape here and figure out what they want to do. Dan, what do you think factors in for some of these coaches about this opportunity? Because the Texans, it seems like they have no scope for rebuilding. Uh, the next two first round picks belong to Miami and they virtually have no salary cap. But they have the quarterback. And that's uh, a long time ago. Mike Shanahan told me, so when I, when I, somebody talks to me about a head coaching job, my first two questions are, who's the quarterback 
and who's the owner. So uh, I think, you know, Cal McNair, who inherits the team from his late father, I think he's pretty well regarded around the league. And obviously so is Deshaun Watson as a super talented young quarterback with a winning pedigree, obviously coming out of college. So I think people will want to work with him and see that as a situation where they can build around him. Obviously, there's going to be work to do, obviously put together a defense and and, uh, make sure you maintain the group around Watson. Uh, But yeah, I think I think it'll have some appeal because of the quarterback. Okay, so Bill O'Brien out as the head coach and the GM. What other coaches are you hearing that are on the hot seat within the NFL? I don't think there's any big secret. I mean, if you look at the standings, right? I mean, Dan Quinn in Atlanta is 0-4, and and it feels like he's been on the hot seat every year, you know, for the last couple of years. We heard... Uh, out of the Jets last week after their, they fell 0-4 that they're not going to make a move with Adam Gase. So if we take them at their word, he gets the rest of the year. Uh, the Lions head into a bye week at 1-3, and and we know that Matt Patricia is under pressure to win this year. I think the question becomes, you know, does, does one of these teams make an in-season move? And if so, uh, what's the reason to do it? I think with Houston, they just felt like it was time to, to move on and look toward the future. And again, maybe give those coordinators a little bit of a chance uh, to shine. Whereas, you know, is Detroit going to get much better this year and, and get back into contention if they make a move? Same thing with Atlanta, where Quinn has a good relationship with ownership. So, you know, it's possible you look at those situations that they could go south. Uh, it's also possible that those guys could ride it out to the end of the year and the teams make a move when it's all over. Dan, the league uh, released a league-wide statement memo uh, mentioning protocols and violations uh, because of COVID-19 and the way that these coaches and players have been, you know, kind of not wearing their mask on the sideline and mentioned the fact that they would have to forfeit games uh, potentially even draft picks. What are you hearing with that? So it's not a question of, hey, look, if you guys mess up and there's an outbreak, you're going to have to forfeit your game. The issue is this. Like Tennessee and Pittsburgh, they were able to reschedule for later in the year because it's early. They haven't had their bye weeks yet. They only had to move one other game around to do it. What the league is saying in that memo is if there's a situation where we have to reschedule your game and it's difficult and it affects too many other teams and we can't find a spot for it on the calendar, then the outcome may well be that you, if you are responsible for the situation, that you may have to forfeit the game. You see these knuckleheads here with the Raiders going into this charity event last week. All these guys were fined for that, and they know they're not supposed to be out in public like that at events like that, not wearing masks. They did it anyway. The league is ticked off. They're investigating what happened in Tennessee if the protocols were broken there. And if they are, then they'll come down hard on the Titans as well. They want to make sure that the NFL and the NFLPA believe that the protocols they've put in place will work if followed. They think that training camp and the season so far shows that, depending on what happened, whatever happened in Tennessee. So they're trying to underline to people, hey, take it seriously. Don't get complacent. And at this point, week four was a rough one. They're hoping that things get back on, uh, back to normal, I guess, a little bit as close as possible here going forward. Back to normal in 2020, of course, is a relative term. That's for sure. Exactly. Dan, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, guys. Dan Graziano joining us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. As always, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Still to come with Game 4 of the NBA Finals tonight, the absolute one thing that Frank Vogel cannot have happen to his Lakers. We'll have more on that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Jay's hey. got the soundtrack. We're ready to go. A to Z. Let's start in baseball. Jay's Yankees. Man, four home runs. Beat the Rays. They've got 11 home runs. They've only played three postseason games, Jay. Bottom of the fifth. Bases were loaded. Two were out. Rays were down one. Garrett Cole. Boom. 100 plus mile hour fastball. We get through. We win. We're coming for the Dodgers. That's why I signed him. Keys Dodgers. Astros win as well. We'll have both National League Series underway, including Keys Dodgers, taking on the San Diego Padres. This is a really big story because many people believe Connor McDavid is the best player in the National Hockey League. He has tested positive for COVID-19. The Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers, his team, announced Monday night key. Yeah, this is tough. He's one of the young, bright stars in the NHL. You know, he had 97 points over 64 games this season, and I believe he finished like fifth, fourth or fifth in the MVP voting. So could be the best uh, Oiler player since Wayne Gretzky, to come to think of it. That's a great point. Key, obviously, big L.A. King fan. Gretzky, of course, a member of the Kings as well. He was top five in the MVP. Barry Melrose has said before, Ovechkin and Crosby might have bigger names, but this is the best player in the National Hockey League. And game four of the NBA Finals tonight, 9 Eastern on ABC, with the Lakers taking a 2-1 series lead. Miami cut it in half with that win, shorthanded Miami the other night, thanks to Jimmy Butler's 40-point triple-double, only the third ever in the NBA Finals, a 40-point triple-double. LeBron and Jerry West were the other two. Coverage on ESPN Radio begins tonight at 8 Eastern. An hour later, we'll have the play-by-play with Mark Kestershire. So check out Jay on ABC, and if you're in the car anywhere around, check it out on ESPN Radio as well, the exclusive home of the NBA Finals. And simply put, Jay, uh, Anthony Davis coming off a less-than-stellar Finals performance. Minus 26. Plus minus. Yes. Key not liking that, not paying attention to that. Well, no, I, I hear you. I don't need to look at you, right? I know, but you were on your phone. You didn't give me eye contact. It felt but personal. I hear everything you It felt you're very saying. Bill O'Brien, Jadavian Clowney, DeAndre Hopkins. It felt very oh, personal. Oh, God. I, and I'm going to watch you tonight on NBA Countdown. And stop texting me hateful things while I'm on TV. I didn't. What did I say? You do it every me? time. What's he what texting I, you? Yeah, just like, smile. You look angry. Yeah, you look. You were looking mad. Those nostrils were like this wide. <laughs> I could see right up to his brain from the TV. I, I text him, man. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just saying. Nostrils, nostrils was this you wide. You can't see it from the jib angle. Yes, it's coming no, down. It was zoom, it's down. It, no, no, they came up no. on a shot from Maria. They panned over, and it went up. And that's when I text him. 
What you over there mad for? They just talking hoops. What you mad about? So as if you're a Laker fan, you're Look, clearly not paying attention. To nostrils this big, just right you back know. to basketball. I can say that Zubin, you, you can't. Cannot, Don't worry, you yeah. cannot Zubin. That's probably true. Um, <laughs> speaking of mad, I mean, as a Laker fan, you have to be mad. Anthony Davis, paltry 15 point performance and a non factor. No, you're not mad. You're just disappointed because we needed to seize that moment right then and there. Anthony Davis has rebounded from clunkers in the past, so I'm looking for him tonight to rebound, not the five rebounds, but rebound in the game. Right, sure. And and I think when you look at the way that Miami came at him, it was it was something that he hadn't seen in the two games, where all of a sudden, as soon as he touched it, they collapsed, they rushed him, and it became a panic situation. He only put up nine shots in the game, as Jay mentioned. You You have to know that they're depending on you. And I'm sure LeBron's had that conversation with him. Frank Vogel's had that conversation with him. And it'll be a different game tonight. Whether Bam plays or not or whoever else that they got hurt that comes in and plays, I think it'll be a different game. King James is not going to change the way he approaches the game. And I think a lot of people assume LeBron is all of a sudden going to change the way he approached the the, uh, game three to game four. He's going to still approach it the same way. He's not going to all of a sudden put on this Superman cape. The only way the Heat can make this a 2-2 series is their their energy level has to be exponentially greater on both offense and defense than the Lakers. And it has to be sustained throughout the course of the game. That's what you saw them do last game, and it was tiring, right? That's when the Miami Heat are at their best, is when they play with such a high degree of intensity. But it's just hard to sustain that. Defensively, they need to give different looks, keep AD off his game. If you could take one of them out of the equation, AD or LeBron, you'll have a fighter's chance. And I think, uh, and, and, and Jay can speak to this as well, a lot of people looked at the bench and they look at what Marquise Morris and Kuz did. Morris, Mar- yeah. Is it Marquise? Markeith. Markeith. Markeith Morris did along with Kuz in terms of the box score. They both had about 19 points. So people look at that and go, well, LeBron got help. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not necessarily the help that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. He's looking for help from the four guys that are on the floor with him as starters. And that needs to... Danny Green needs to knock down those threes. He looked bad. KCP needs to knock down his threes. And when Caruso comes in the game, he needs to knock down his threes or his twos to the cup and play hard defense. That That's when you're helping your teammate. There's no question about it that they're going to – I can't wait. Let's just put it that way. I'm going to be fired up for it, and I will be texting Jay. And in order for Miami to win, Jimmy Butler needs another AI, Allen Iverson-type game. Mm. Like, he had one of the best games in NBA Finals I've ever seen. Can he do that, though, back-to-back? He's I mean, gonna, he can't. Gonna, hey, look, he can. Look, he's going to have I'm to. I'm sure he can do it. Do I guess the question that I would ask you, do you, as a basketball expert, do you believe that he's going to do it? I, I think he has a chance to do it. And, uh, you know, people get so lost in these matchups. Like, well, LeBron James has to guard Jimmy Butler. Well, Jimmy Butler will call up for a ball screen. And if LeBron can't get over the ball screen, Jimmy Butler's essentially playing against – a Dwight Howard or a JaVel McGee or Anthony Davis in those ball screens. He's not playing against LeBron James. So he's old school, man. He's going to take a lot of twos. And here's the one thing for the Lakers. You can't take more threes than twos, Keyshawn. That's what they did last game. 42 threes taken in but the is ball that, game. Was that more because... They stocked, they packed the paint. Because Miami dictated that for the Lakers? Exactly. And my thing is... You, the Lakers can't allow Miami to dictate how the Lakers play. But in game two, because you're making shots. But wait, Miami dictated that in game two, and they was knocking them down. That's the thing. Yeah, you're knocking down threes. But the the clip that you guys are shooting threes at, 
were incredible. Like, you know, the first game, you guys shot 65% from the three-point line in the first half. Made we, that's good. Yeah, I'm giving it. It's you. That's your squad. I got it. Okay. You say it every damn day. You wear a Lakers gear. I'm surprised you don't have an Anthony Davis jersey. Yeah, he hasn't graduated. You wouldn't, you wouldn't rock. You wouldn't rock an Anthony Davis jersey. Would he hasn't you? graduated with me yet, huh? Hasn't graduated with me, especially yet. after last game's performance. Like he needs he, sustainability for him. Being I'm aggressive rocking, is the challenge. I'm not rocking no current uh, Laker jersey. No, LeBron James gets you guys a world championship. You're not rocking. Can't do that? it. I need two. You need two. Yeah, to wear LeBron's, okay. I need two for sure. Okay, that goes. I, back I to- rock with him, but I, to wear his jersey, I need two championships. See, I'm a rock Kobe's and Magic's and all them, but. I need two from LeBron to be able to win a jersey. Let's hear from LeBron on the off day about Not rebounding really cares, but. from this defeat. Um, we're able to, um, you know, to take a loss and, and, and understand uh, why we lost, understand things that we can, that we should have done better, and things that we can apply to the next game to be better. And um, and we're right back at that moment once again uh, with the opportunity to be better than we were in the game before. So. Uh, look forward to the opportunity tomorrow night. You know, it's interesting. I saw LeBron James bark a lot last game. That's not who LeBron James is, right? He kind of played into how Jimmy Butler wants him to play. So I'm looking for LeBron to stay focused on the mission at hand tonight, which is just to dominate, not getting lost or sidetracked in those little side quibbles, right, with Jimmy Butler. It was just interesting because that's not who he is ultimately. But he, but he, but I've seen him a little people, bit. A little people bit. try to test him. I've seen him not get the way back it was out. last night, man. He was giving looks to people on the stands. I don't even know who was in the stands. Empty. He was going back. He was looking at the, a couple of, the virtual. I, trying, I mean, he was talking to Jimmy Butler. He was talking to Tyler Hero. There's a lot of barking from him. That's not who he typically is. He may chime in here or there, but it happened a multitude of times the other night. Love that Tyler Hero sneer. I couldn't get enough of that. Still to come, two teams. See, that's going to get him in trouble, though. Yes, Undefeated, is. two legendary quarterbacks. But who's more likely to be in Super Bowl 55, Mahomes or Rodgers, or maybe they meet? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.